Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE NXT episode 546 and NXT UK episode 78, which were both broadcast on January 29th, 2020. Um, so before I get into these episodes, um, I forgot to, to mention in the last episode, uh, the last episode that I finished watching The Circle season one on Netflix. It is awesome. Go watch it. It's 12 episodes, so it's a lot fewer episodes than um, a lot of the other shows, uh, a lot of other similar shows that I've watched, um, but it's just as great, maybe even more great than um, those other shows, particularly Love Island. And I, I highly recommend Love Island. It's amazing. Um, but... The one downside of Love Island is that there's about 40 episodes just in the first season of the United States version. If you go and watch the original UK version, it's about a billion episodes per season. There's more episodes than could possibly have been filmed in the amount of time that those episodes took place. It's basically an episode for every single day for three months. It's it's a crazy number of maybe not that maybe it's only like 50 or 60 episodes per season but anyway the circle has a lot of similarities to love island um except that the point isn't having couples and all that kind of stuff but it's uh similar in the way that more people like come into the game as people are eliminated and that's i really like that aspect of it but other than that the big twist of the circle is that everybody is in their own apartments and they're being filmed but the other contestants don't see each other like they're completely isolated from each other except for what they post and chat text chat on uh the circle app and uh it's all voice activated which means that they have to like like dictate all of their texts and stuff and they're like gesturing at this even though the gesturing doesn't but they all have like their own form of like gestures to like to okay send and then they like (laughs) i'm doing i'm doing the same gestures as i'm (laughs) saying this but um yeah it's really it's really interesting. So because of that, they don't actually see each other. They There are some contestants who are not being themselves in the game. They're using like pictures of somebody that they know or whatever, and they're pretending to be a completely different person or maybe just a slightly different person or whatever. And that aspect of the game is really cool. And um, it's it adds to to most of the excitement um, of the, the of the twelve episodes. And I think because of that, I think if it was any longer than twelve episodes, it would not be it, like that. It, they kind of hit the perfect the the perfect length for the show because um, I think dragging it on even more than that um, would start to feel like it was dragging on but uh it was like right in that sweet spot of like all the twists of the people coming in all that really really well done i recommend it the circle it's on netflix the circle it's on netflix that's the commercial for it um 
yeah, that's all. That that's really all. I started talking about um, or I started watching one of the because I decided I'm gonna end my Apple TV subscription when it expires, uh, like next week. But um, I wanted to try some other shows because I had only watched the morning show so far. I was like, I've been subscribing for like three, four months. And basically, that's the only show that I've watched. I should get a little bit more out of it before before this month ends. But, um, oh, I can't even remember the name of the, sh- the show now. It's called, it's the one with Octavia Spencer and Aaron Paul. And truth be told, and I mean, it's all, it's all right. I actually like, haven't been watching. I've mostly been listening to it. So like well into like the second episode, I was like the first time I looked at the screen when a particular character was, was on there and I was like, Oh, cool. She's in this. And this character, I've been hearing her talk for like, okay, so this is not like a good recommendation for, this could be an awesome, awesome show that you definitely should watch. I don't know, because I've only, mostly only been listening to it. Um, But the the couple of times that I've like looked up at the screen or whatever has been pretty interesting. Um, Oh, what's her name? Lizzie Kaplan. She's great. Uh, Octavia and Aaron Paul, they're also great. And uh, like, Every, every, yeah it it's very high quality um but i'm not really into shows that are about pod okay like shows that are about podcasting that are like they i don't know just in general it's that aspect of it i don't know it is kind it is it is interesting but um I'd like to see more. <laughs> what I'm really getting to is the joke is this joke. And it is a joke. Like, I like to see more of her like figuring out sponsorships and like talking to the, the me undies people and stuff like that. Like to, to get uh, sponsors for a show. Like that's a big aspect of, of uh, successful podcasts is the sponsorships and stuff. And uh, I, I guess her show it's probably more of like an NPR type of thing that it is. It's um, it doesn't, it, it relies on like, you know, pledge drives and things like that maybe, but I, I don't know. They don't address that aspect of the show at all. It's just like, Oh, my new series is about, is all about this, uh, this murder from, so it's like the, 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 the behind the scenes kind of, but I mean, you don't ever, you don't see her like sitting down in the studio and recording it, but you do hear her uh, narration from the thing. And they like kind of uh, justifies having that device, which I'm usually not a fan of. Um, and I'm kind of not a fan of it here of having the a narration of like, uh, Oh, this is what we're, we're trying to, this is the commentary on this. What's ha- what's going on. Like I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of narration in general. But at least it's like justified why it is there. Like Scrubs, that's my least favorite favorite part of Scrubs. Scrubs is amazing, but the narration I don't like it. I also don't really like the the middle is really good, but I don't like the narration on that. Uh, 
Modern Family, the narration is like the talking head things, but it really comes across as narration a lot, especially like at the end of the episodes where we're like, sometimes blah, 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 but sometimes blah, 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 like that, especially if they use that structure in their narration or whatever. I don't like it. I don't like that. <sighs> sometimes I like it. And sometimes I don't. Um, that is That would not be... That that's even worse than it would be. It's usually a lot. It it usually isn't that bad, but um. So yeah, tr- truth be told, it's it's all right. It's all right. There's a pretty intense moment in the at the I think it was at the end of episode two or something, and I just start. I stopped like at the beginning of episode four. There's only eight episodes. I think it's complete. Yeah, because episode 8 came out on January 9th, so if there's an episode 9, it would have come out already. Um, I don't know. Uh, give it a shot. If you have Apple TV, uh, you know, give it a shot. I think you'll you'll know if you like it in the first episode. Um, I also tried watching Blind... Not Blind. C with, um, uh, with Jason Momoa. And I did, I did not get very far in the first episode. Um, but I also... Like, that one you you do need to watch like with your eyes not like this show like this show you probably truth be told you should probably watch with your eyes also but um it is a very visual show for being about not being able to see but um maybe i'll give that one another shot um and then my sister was saying that uh another apple tv show was really really good that the m night Shalaman show i think it's called the servant or the servant um ooh, okay okay this might be this this review i'm not gonna play it but the the okay so the um the headline is this is from time.com and it's written by Judy Berman, December 3rd, 2019. Um, so I think she only watched the first episode then, um, or maybe the first couple, but uh, true crime drama, truth be told, isn't a disaster, but it's everything that's wrong with Apple TV. Um, debuting December 6th, the series features the service's most impressive cast since this side of the morning show. Blah, 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 blah. Um, it takes a place in the Bay Area. That's I guess that's kind of a an important thing about it. Um, <clears throat> none of this makes truth be told any worse than your standard network detective drama. You can imagine scraping together passable ratings with an NCIS leading on CBS, but it marks another misstep for Apple TV because it's so bland and forgettable. Historically, the shows that have ha- have made their respective platforms reputations for original programming programming have been contemporary, revolutionary, and just plain excellent. It takes more than a timely hook like true crime podcasts to launch a subscription service, especially amid the current gluts. So, like the main driving factor of this show um, is that she feels guilty that her her stories that she wrote at the time of the of Aaron Paul's character being convicted 
um, wrongly pot- convicted potentially um, is that she she feels guilty that the story she wrote about the time led to him being tried as an adult and so he is still in prison like 20 years later whereas if he had been tried as a child um, if he was still convicted it wouldn't have been as harsh and he he probably is innocent or whatever anyway so it's playing on all that whole thing from serial um and it yeah it's most it seems like it's mostly inspired by serial but um yeah i don't know check it out i it's it's all right i i it's not like the circle the circle i think everybody should check that show out like give it a try for sure um, go watch a trailer for this one if it looks int- and I think you might like it's well made, but it's not like mind blowing or anything like that. So again, credit to this this um, this article I quoted. Um, she's I think she's seen at this point as many episodes as I have. Um, having written this on December third. Oh wait, no. She posted this before. She might have seen the whole series. If she was able to watch it early. Huh. I don't know. She doesn't mention if she's seen the whole thing. Maybe she does. Oh, Serena Koenig is a consultant on the show. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, I don't like that pop up. Get the hell out of there. Okay, now now that or I'm also okay. This episode I'm also kind of trying to use because there's only I I'm right at the end of the month and I still have like 80 megabytes to use for episodes. So I thought I'd make this one a little bit longer. And um, right after this, I'm gonna uh, or like tomorrow morning after I've read some comics, I'm gonna do. A little bit longer of a comic book episode so stay tuned for all of that after we talk about all right nxt and nxt uk um i'm just going to go through all the uh all the mat most of the matches I, I i didn't take i just wrote down who was in it and who lost okay for a while here i've i've been using this graph paper notebook which is awesome. And like my first like week of using it, I was like writing really neatly. It was helping a lot, even more so than writing in a regular notebook with like a regular ruled notebook. Um, and the last like week has devolved that. If, uh, I mean, I am still writing straight along the grid, which is a good thing. It's an improvement. Like I kind of like, end up kind of like slanted maybe or not really have good spacing or stuff but the actual legibility isn't very good but anyway i need to try harder on that because i like i don't know even though i end up throwing away the pages eventually like these first few weeks of it like I like writing really nicely on there and it's good to have good handwriting um when you try Anyway, uh, we open up with Finn Balor versus Trent Seven uh, because Trent Seven was having an interview um, after uh, after Worlds Collide last week uh, last weekend, and Finn attacked him in the parking lot. Um, so that led to this this match here. Finn Balor won via the nineteen sixteen, and it was pretty great. 
then we had Shotzi Blackheart entering the arena in a tank, which is great. I I I know I've seen like clips of that before when she's used the tank in the past, but seeing it now in NXT, it's fantastic. I love it. Shotzi like my my uh my affinity for Shotzi increases every single time she makes an appearance on NXT. And I love it. Um, it was great. So she came uh, came out in the tank uh, and fought Deanna Perazzo, uh and Shotzi won via her signature senton. And um, yeah, that was great. It was great. Um, then we had uh, Keith Lee come out celebrating his uh, his the 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 new reign as North American champion. And two people want a piece of Keith Lee, and they want that championship. Damian Priest and Dominic Dijakovic. And Keith is like, oh, well, I'm going to get out of here. You guys can settle this yourselves. So we get Dijakovic versus Priest. Dijakovic wins. And so uh, I assume that this will be Keith Lee's challenger at TakeOver Portland. Um, I'm not sure if they made it official, uh, like officially official or not. But um, I think that's the the big implication there. Um, let's see. Uh, we see we go go backstage, um, and we see that undisputed era have all been murdered by Champa. He was uh, just interviewed moments before, saying that he was he's going to make sure that he is the challenger for the championship. Um, he uh, sets up a table in the ring and spray paints a big yellow X on it. And has some words for Adam Cole. He challenges him to come out. And Adam Cole does come out. He comes out with William Regal. And they're like, calm down. I already signed the contract. Or William Regal says, he already signed the contract. We were going to be here and be like civil about it. Offer you the this this match and everything. You didn't have to do all this. And Adam Cole is pissed. He's like, give me that. And he storms up to the ring. And then uh, he ends up getting put through the table. Uh, Champa. Something happened that his uh, his head started bleeding, but um, uh, he signs the contract because it's already signed by Adam Cole. And then the blood on his face, he wipes some of it off and then wipes it all over the contract. This this was so much cooler than than the Fiend doing similar last week, last Friday. This is so much cooler, but not that it's a comp. It's not really. A comp- this was like this like felt like also i didn't know it was going to happen last week i had heard that it had happened so it was kind of underwhelming when i actually watched it but anyway that was pretty awesome uh then we had tegan Knox versus dakota kai uh so to be fair dakota did try to use that knee brace as a weapon earlier in the match but the supposed good guys Candice LeRae comes out to help Tegan Knox. There's like that's cheating in the first place because it's not like somebody is helping Dakota Kai cheat. I mean, she stops Dakota from using the leg brace to attack Tegan, so I guess it was kind of help helping in a good way. But Candice LeRae was distracting the referee when Tegan Knox used that very same leg brace to hit Dakota Kai. That. It's cheating. They're the bad guys. They, I've, I've been saying they're the bad guys since they they passed on uh, Dakota. They they felt nothing 
bad about not picking Dakota Kai to be on their team at all. In fact, they they seemed quite happy about it. The this entire time, it's Dakota Kai has done nothing wrong. She was the she was wronged in the first place, and she continues to be wronged with cheating, cheating by supposed good guys. It's a damn shame. So Tegan won one that uh, Tegan Knox won. Tegan Tegan won Knox that Tegan Knox won that match, and then. We had Chelsea Green versus Caden Carter. Uh, Chelsea Green, of course, appearing with Robert Stone, but Caden uh, Carter gets the, the gets the win, and Chelsea is very upset. Like, and I'm kind of like I'm also kind of a, like this is a cool thing with Robert Stone and Chelsea Green. Maybe the point is is that they're not. I don't I don't know what the point. I, if if they're if they if she's not going to win, then I don't I don't understand. I don't understand, but maybe it'll it'll all make sense. Maybe it will all make sense. And Chelsea Green will will turn on Robert Robert Stone and uh, become her own thing or something. I don't know. We'll see. Then we had the finale, the final match of the uh, Dusty Classic: Broserweights versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Oh, <coughs> this match! Excuse me, this match is awesome. Like, just, just awesome. Uh, go watch this. Go watch this. If you're not familiar with Grizzled Young Veterans, you'll be familiar with them now. But go watch this match. It's, uh, oh, okay. So, Broserweights, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle win the match. And they have earned, well, they, they win the, the, the trophy. And um, also the interviews before, like, all this stuff with with Pete and Matt is, is just so so funny, but um, uh, in addition to winning the trophy, they also will face Undisputed Era at Takeover Portland, and I am super excited for that. That's going to be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I'm 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 really pleased with this episode. There were rumors. That somebody was going to show up this week, but I kind of feel like that doesn't really make sense to do until after Takeover Portland, when the current challengers are done or are the new champions. So um, I think we'll we should probably be uh, keeping an eye out for that to happen the week after Takeover Portland, um, because the okay, what I'm talking about, Charlotte Flair. There's rumors that she was going to challenge Rhea Ripley, but it would be the same sort of situation as with Bianca Belair earning a championship opportunity before the already accepted match between Rhea and Tony Storm. Um, and that itself would, and, and that challenge also took place before Tony Storm uh, challenged uh, the triple threats uh, to King Kaylee Ray and uh piper niven and tony storm like all that happened before these two championship matches and it kind of felt like oh well that kind of is it could work if if she becomes champion or Rhea loses the championship whatever but it was kind of a spoiler that that it wouldn't um that tony wouldn't win uh but at the very least that Rhea would um 
what what am I th- what am I saying? That Rhea would win with Bianca win- going to challenge. That uh, Rhea would win. They they did counteract that a little bit with having them all involved with each other the week before last week on Worlds Collide or before Worlds Collide. But I still felt like because they're building up to both all three shows at the same time that it kind of, like having stuff set pretty much set for the last of the three shows meant that certain things were were bound to happen or very likely to happen at the first two shows. But um, so with Charlotte, if Charlotte came and challenged Rhea Ripley already before takeover Portland, they'd be like, okay, well, Rhea, Rhea's going to win. Um, but now it seems more likely if she comes and challenges, if, if she, if she comes after whoever wins the match, which I'm pretty sure will be Rhea, but um, it could be Bianca. Then it is more, it's more impactful because, you know, okay, it's almost certain that this will be, there's no championship match set between now and then. This is the championship match. Um, but then again, same sort of thinking, like any match that happens on the weekly show, any championship match that happens on the weekly show is kind of spoiled by that if you're like okay it's it's gonna be charlotte versus Rhea at wrestlemania like so anytime that Rhea gets challenged before then it's pretty much assumed that she's gonna win but i think it's pretty much just if if she had a challenge or not i think it's pretty much assumed that Rhea's gonna keep on winning um until until takeover tampa i th- i think um having her win it on the weekly show was a a shock um unexpected because of that i don't think they would also have the next championship change happen on the weekly show then again they did that with the north american championship it's uh the last two times it's changed hands it's been on tv but also worlds collide didn't have the championships on the line like uh any of the men's championships on the line and then um same and then survivor series didn't have any championships at all online except for the cruiserweight championship okay so uh let's talk now about NXT UK episode 78 uh this is on January 30th the next day um so this episode and the next few episodes were all filmed before worlds collide but they um so that's kind of interesting knowing that watching it um nobody who is on worlds collide also had oh no that's not true imperium the um they're the only people that had matches on this episode who were also had a match on worlds collide so that was kind of interesting but um anyway we opened up with the return of oni lorkin oni and danny faced off against the hunt uh, primate and wild boar and uh danny or- danny birch got the win and in an interview a little bit later on he basically said we're coming after the tag team champions and we're gonna get them we're gonna get them it, I, he didn't use those words but that was the general gist i got from that um we had eddie dennis come out uh a kind of promo and trent seven comes out and also uh you know cuts a promo on him that's pretty interesting um that to see this feud continuing uh but they had a replay 
I forgot how brutal this moment was. That he had like the razor's edge or the cru- crucifix power, but whatever you call, call that move. He had Trent Seven up in it, and then he decided instead of just doing it in the ring, he, he this was at t- uh, Takeover Black Bull too. Um, he he did to outside of the ring and threw him into a guy that was just standing out there. So brutal, so crazy. Um, that I I don't know why I didn't that didn't stick in my memory from actually watching Blackpool. Um, I think we were playing some games and stuff, so I think we might have missed that moment when it happened. Because I'm certain if I was paying attention that I, I would have just gotten nuts. But anyway, uh, we had a video package of... Uh, I, I forget. I forget how to pronounce her name. I think it's Aoife, Aoife Valkyrie. Um, it was a pretty cool video package, and then I it's like looking her up because uh, I I was not familiar with her at all, or maybe I was, and with the new new name, I had no idea who she. I, I didn't know. Anyway, I'm not familiar with her. Um, and then one of the first results when I searched was talking about how they had to refilm her debut match for this. Um. So I we'll see we'll see how that turns out, but I from the video package she seems pretty cool. So hopefully um, that's not a big uh, obstacle um, going forward. That it's uh, that it's just like you know just one of those things that happens with a taped show or whatnot. But we'll see. Um, it looked like she'll either be next week or the week after is when she'll be on there. Um, oh, also next week we'll have Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair um, in the ri- going back to regular NXT. Uh, they'll be face to face in the ring, uh, lead up to their match in Portland. Um, <clears throat> okay, then we had uh, Tyson T Bone versus Ridge Holland. Um, I have not seen Ridge Holland before. Apparently, he's been on a winning streak, and that winning streak continued with this match. Um, I don't remember anything in particular from this episode. Um, I forget what I was doing. I was, I was doing something. I I, I was um, like working on something. I don't know. But uh, but hey, it's not it's not a very long match, so you may as well watch it. It's on the way to a fantastic main event. Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews are so great, and then you add Dave Mastiff in there this crazy trio um they go up against imperium uh sans um walter but he does come out at one point and is a bit of distraction and it's because of that that um i think it was mark andrews who is uh up on the turnbuckle or he was up on the ropes about to do uh something jumping off of the top rope when uh fabian and marcel got the upper hand uh fabian throw no uh marcel throws mark andrews over to to to, to uh fabian who like oh my god like the strength of both of these guys of mark andrews and uh fabian for him to catch him like he did and then like it was straight like that's straight up acrobatic strength that's Cirque du Soleil acrobatic like lifting throwing other people like that type of strength 
so so awesome and i'm still not sure if this move has a name i didn't notice if they called it anything in particular so i don't know if it has a name but it's my favorite tag team move that because they also have the european bomb which is the uh, european uppercut into the power bomb thing that that has that name i still don't know what this move's name is it's so good it's like it's i mean it's a it's it's a spine but i think it's a spine buster brain buster i think it's a brain but i don't know what it is but it's so good it's so so good i love that finisher so much these guys are great so imperium one oh i should i should have been ready to play hold on here we go here we, oh i can play it on here so imperium one Close enough. Um, and uh, that's how we end the episode. I'm pretty happy with that. Oh, another note. I can totally skip this. Okay, so NXT for the first time ended at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whenever, whenever the two hours ends in your time zone. It did not have an overrun, and that was because it had the, the new season of Ms. and Mrs. afterwards. Um, the, the, it was a full hour of Ms. and Mrs. Both great episodes. I really enjoyed it. We had a birthday, uh, Monroe Sky's uh, first birthday, uh, which took place during WrestleMania weekend last year. <laughs> that was really fun. And then we had uh, the Miz and uh, uh, um, Dolph Ziggler and uh, the Miz's friend Ryan. They they had a big game ne- game day. Uh, watching the Cleveland Browns uh, play football. I think that's the team, right? That's their football. Whatever. Whatever Cleveland team. Um, <laughs> with the, with the, he had a fridge that's the chains that come undone if they win, which is like such a, a weird thing, but it is a thing. And ex- I, that's cool for him. They got one of those fridges that there's only so many of those fridges that exist. But, um, Anyhow, uh, the, they have like a hangover the next day and they have to take Monroe to uh, a lesson and it turns out it's a music lesson. So there's like pounding drums and all that. And uh, that was so like as a trade off so that uh, Maurice could have a, a girl's day the next day. And so like that whole episode is really fun. And yeah, Ms. and Mrs. is, is such a good show. Um, I haven't watched like most of se- I, uh, the second half of season one. Um, but the first half, like leading up to to Monroe getting born, and all like that's one of the best episodes of reality television I've ever seen. It's like so funny, but also like when it gets to those moments, the emotional stuff, it's like so so nice. Also, like heartwarming and all that. So check check it out, Ms. and Mrs. Ms. and Miss, yeah, Ms. and Mrs. It's great. Um, okay. Like I said, this episode was mostly meant to uh, take up a lot of storage space, so I'm maximizing this month's um, this month's hosting fees. But um, yeah, we're we're at the end. Uh, stay tuned for my comic book epi- new comics episode for this week. Um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. 
and I'll be reading at least a couple of the books to talk about more in depth. But um, <clears throat> let me know what you thought about NXT, NXT UK. Uh, truth be told, uh, the circle, Ms. and Mrs., uh, all of that stuff. Let me know what you thought by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all of the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>